You're listening to Gruesome and Unnatural, a true crime podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Gruesome and Unnatural. I'm Eric. And I'm Shelly. And this, and this is, is episode, episode 50. 50. Damn, we did it at the same time. Yeah, I can't believe we made it to 50. Yeah, 50 different horrible stories. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Much, much more to go. <laughs> Yikes. So we're going to do things a little different today, and I'm taking over the episode. Yeah. So... I wanted to talk about the history of the serial killer. We talk about so many missing people, so many different high-profile serial killers, you know. Sure. Everyone knows them all. Ted yeah. Bundy, Zodiac, John Wayne Gacy, Manson, Son of Sam, Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, we've done like a couple maybe yeah. out of that group. And it's always in that same time period of our parents growing up, 60s, 70s, maybe 80s. But they've been around forever. True. And, yeah, very you know, true different psychological profiles and different reasons why they kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's dip into the history of it all. I'm down. And you take a seat back and listen oh, to me. Well, I'm going to listen for once. It's so weird. I like it. Now, I looked up different definitions of the serial killer, and I found a couple. One says, a person who commits a series of murders, often with no apparent motive and typically following a characteristic, predictable behavior pa- pattern. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. And I found another one says a serial killer is typically a person who murders three or more persons with the murders taking place over more than a month and including a significant period of time between them. Yeah, I've always heard that. I heard like, I you know, read that serial killers, it's three or more victims with like a cooling off period in between, kind of like you're saying, like a yeah. month or whatever. That's all I've always heard. And then when I look up, you know, Google serial killers or the first known serial killers, I found this whole list that takes us back before the 1900s and even Damn. earlier i'm talking about bc what the hell i mean there's like of course all these like the roman empire and conspiracies of poison rings to take oh, down okay. hierarchies so other people become leaders and stuff like that That's true. and that happens throughout all the years you know like uh mm-hmm. whenever there's a huge civilization it feels like you know there's always going to be some kind of death of a king or a prince so someone else can replace them. Yeah. And I'm not going to get too detailed in all that stuff, but I mean, the first one I found was 331 BC from the <laughs> Roman Empire. That's so And crazy. it was a poison ring of all these uh, women trying to take down the hierarchy. What? Yeah. Um, Holy shit. But I'm going to skip a little ahead of that, and I'm going to take it to 1302. What the fuck? In Ireland. And I might be butchering some of these names. No pun intended to our uh, gruesome oh, true crime yeah. podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to Alice Kiteller. Now, she supposedly killed between three and four people in a short period of time, which falls into the category of the serial killer. Mm-hmm. They called her the Witch of Kilkenny. What? And she was a Norman noblewoman prosecuted in the first modern witch trial in the British Isles for the alleged poisoning of her four husbands. She poisoned all four of them? Yeah. What the fuck? And supposedly she was in witchcraft. Holy But that's a finger pointed by so many people back in the day, you know, 
burn the witches at the yeah. stake kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she fled to England, and her ultimate fate was unknown. But her servant took her place, and they tortured her and burned her at the stake. What? And she fuck? was never prosecuted or found. Oh wow! What? So the yeah. Hell? Holy shit! Then I found this man, a French nobleman from France in 1432, said to have killed 140 plus. What people, the hell? Mainly children. What? His name was Gilles de Reyes. Where was this at? In France, France? 1432. Oh, my God. French nobleman accused of torturing and murdering over 140 children. He had several accomplices in the murders, and he was hung on October 26, 1440. 140 different children. What the hell? And, like, what was the purpose? I mean, you know, I guess there's no purpose. Not too much. Murder, I mean... What the fuck? That's so many freaking... What an evil piece of shit. Jesus Christ. And then another one in France. I found a lot in France back really? in the day. 1521. France. Pierre Bergat and Michael Verdun. Ooh. Accused of killing six children. What's with the children in France? A pair of Frenchmen who confessed to killing and eating several children. They claimed to have committed the murders in wolf form. After making a pact with a witch coven, they what? both were burned at the stake. Oh my god! Right? Crazy. That's so wild. So they thought they were like werewolves, pretty much. Yeah. Let's see what else I have. Peter Stump, Holy Roman Empire, fifteen sixty four to fifteen eighty nine, accused of killing sixteen people. Jesus. Mainly children. What the? <laughs> oh my god. You can. He confessed under torture to oh, murdering and cannibalizing 14 children, including his own son and two pregnant women. What the fuck? They called him the werewolf of Bedburg. Another fucking werewolf. Oh, my God. He was broken on the wheel. Have you seen those torture wheels back no. in the day? Uh-uh. I believe the wheel was when they tied him up, arms and legs, and cranked the shaft to separate their body parts. Oh. Uh, what's it called again? The wheel. He was broken on the wheel. It's an execution wheel, also known as the Wheel of Catherine, or simply the wheel, was a tortured method used for public execution primarily in Europe from antiquity through the Middle Ages and into the early modern period by breaking the bones of a criminal or bludgeoning them to death. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just looked that up. Oh, my God. Yep. He was also beheaded and burned. Oh my god. Well, what else do you do to a werewolf? Well, I know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they didn't have guns back then, I don't think, right? Silver I, bullets. I think, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Holy crap, that's insane. These pictures are horrifying. Yeah, this one is crazy. Another in the Holy Roman Empire, Peter Niers, 1566 to 1581, accused of killing 544 people. What? Bandit leader. So he probably had a group of people killing for him as well. Bandit leader who confessed under torture to killing 544 people, including the murder of 24 women and the use of their unborn children in black magic. Oh, my God. Shut he was up. also broken on the wheel and quartered alive. What the actual fuck? I know. Maybe we should bring back some of these uh, torturing methods. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. 
It says the Giles. breaking wheel is history's most brutal execution method. Yeah, it would be. Right? That's terrifying. I've never... Oh, my God. Giles Garner, France, 1572, accused of killing four people. Children. Oh, my God. The fuck is wrong he with He was people? a hermit known as the werewolf of Dole. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. So, France has a lot of fucking werewolves. Apparently. Apparently. Confessed to strangling four children and eating their flesh. Garnier was caught attacking a young boy and burned at the stake in 1573. I just all these men eating children. What the fuck? This one is crazy. This is in Hungary. 1585. Elizabeth Bathory. Accused of killing 80 to 650 people. What? Oh my God. Known as the Blood Countess. Tortured servant girls to death. Oh, wow. Accomplices were executed and she was imprisoned until her death in 1614. Oh, my God. I know. <sighs> Fucking werewolves this, everywhere, man. Yeah, seriously. What the hell? That is wild. I've never heard of any of these. I've never really looked that far here's, back again. Here's them. one. Nicholas DeMont. Can you guess what country? I'm gonna guess like France or something. France. <laughs> oh my God. 1598, accused of killing 50 people. A French tailor accused of killing and eating 50 children. Oh, of course. In France, Champagne, whose remains has been found in his house. The brutality of the crimes and the accused repeated psychotic episodes led to authorities to accuse him of being a werewolf. Stop. He was burned at the stake. I wonder, oh like, uh, you know, God. these tales and stuff of all these, like, mythological creatures, witches, werewolves and stuff, yeah. they believed them so much back then, thought they were real. Yeah. And then they just pointed them out as a werewolf instead of, like, a whole psychological profile. Oh, yeah. You know? Right? Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Or there are really witches and werewolves. Uh, true. <laughs> never know. Could be. <laughs> yeah, it's true, because I guess... Uh, yeah, I guess the whole mental health term wasn't, you know, around back then. I guess it was another term before, like nowadays. But yeah. I don't care what it was, but. Jean or Jean Grenier. Country? France. France. <laughs> it was in 1603, accused of killing 50 people. God. A French youth who claimed to be a werewolf and confessed to have killing and eaten 50 children while in wolf form. Notably, he had not been tortured, sentenced to confinement for life due to his youth, and died in 1611. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand any of this, but with the children and the eating, my Lord. That's fucking horrifying. I would hate to be a child back then in France. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. What else do I have? I can't believe how many, like, especially back then, the numbers that these people would hold. Yeah. How many people they've killed. Yeah, seriously. I've, yeah, what you're telling me, like, I've never heard somebody killing that many freaking people. Like, that's wild. There's a chainsaw in back of me right now. Yeah, there's happened to be cutting trees when we're trying to record this. Fucking A. Oh, I thought this one was cool. Not, I mean, none of them are cool. I know. But the history of it. Yeah. Thug 
Bearman, Bearram, the Mughal Empire, 1790 to 1840, claimed to have killed over 125 to 931 people. What? He was uh, the leader of the Thuggy cult of murder robbers in central India. So that's where the name Thug, you Thug, comes from. No way. Yeah. What? I've never heard that. What? He was known as the King of Thugs. He's often cited as one of the most prolific serial killers in history, if not the most, with up to 931 victims. Although he only admitted to have been present for that many murders, committing, committing 125 himself and witnessing 150 more. Thuggy victims were travelers that the thuggies latched to and befriended before strangling them with a ceremonial handkerchief and stealing oh their belongings. God. He was hanged by officers of the East India Company as part of the British colonial thug, thuggy and suppression acts, 1836 to 1848. Wow. That's yep. crazy. Did he use the same handkerchief to kill all of these people? Is that why it's like a signature? A ceremonial handkerchief, ceremonial? Yeah. What the hell? Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Then there's so, I mean, there's so many murders. Probably like back then, how do you document them all? I mean, yeah. you have like, yeah. even in the United States, like river pirates and stuff like that. And just people just mm-hmm. after each other's land. Um, think about the whole slave trade and how many slave owners just murdered mass amounts of African-Americans and other slaves that were taken over here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can consider that all serial killers. Yeah, right. I mean. For sure. Colonialism and taking Native American lands, serial killing. Mm-hmm. I mean, one officer can have killed, if he kills three Indians and in, or Native Americans in one day, Yeah, that's a serial killing, right? Uh, to find to this definition, the second definition that I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like there's <clears throat> For sure. all different reasons yeah. people are. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Mary Bateman. 1803 to 1808, United Kingdom. One to four people. She's known as the Yorkshire Witch. She was a career con woman and thief. Hanged in 1809 for the arsenic poisoning of a married couple she had been scamming. Oh my God. (laughs) What the fuck? Let's see, let's see. That's crazy. Wait, she only killed the couple? Yeah. Oh, okay. What the fuck? But the husband survived. Oh, no way. Yeah. What? She, she poisoned them, you said? Yes. A lot of poisoning. And I was kind of reading that, too, when we were talking about doing this episode. I've, I noticed a, a lot of poisonings, for sure. One of them was, like, a nurse. Like, you know, she like, poisoned all of her fucking... Uh, There's a lot of poisonings. Yeah. That's so scary. So, you know, in uh, Australia, back in the 1800s, I believe, it was, uh, they sent a lot of convicts over there mm-hmm. to the land and everything. So mm-hmm. this one is about Alexander Pierce in Australia, 1822 to 1823, two to five people. He was an Irishman deported in 1819 to Tasmania. He escaped the convict settlement with seven other convicts in 1824 into the bush. The group was led by Robert Greenhill because he was the only one with a weapon. The axe used to kill members of the party for food when starvation ensued. 
After the first such murder for survival, unlikely to have been committed by the undersized weapons, Pierce, three of seven decamped. Pierce escaped, being the second of the party murdered for food before one of them remaining three was fatally bitten by a snake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meaning like they aged. And then after all that, he was hung in 1824. Oh, my God. Like they ate each other to survive? Is that what they're kind of saying? Is that yeah. what they're saying? Like they killed him, like how to like survive and eat? <laughs> Rebecca Smith, United Kingdom, 1831. Convicted of poisoning her one-month-old baby, Richard. Oh, my God. After her conviction, she admitted to have poisoning seven previous children, which resulted in the death sentence being passed despite the jury's recommendation of mercy. Hanged in 1849. <sighs> Why? I don't understand the point of that. Why are you going to go around poisoning children for what purpose? Yeah. The fuck is wrong with people? Now I see why you get so pissed off when I tell you these stories. <laughs> <laughs> At least mine have to do with werewolves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you're going way back. I didn't think you're gonna go yeah. way back there. Like I was like researching like 1920s. <laughs> but I mean, look how evil people were too. I mean, how much proof yeah. there was yeah. no science really back then to prove what they murdered or who they murdered and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to base off that. Can I tell you one? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I guess this can be considered a serial killer, but it's called the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders or the Wineville Chicken Murders as Gordon Stewart Northcott. And he moved from Canada to, uh, I believe, Riverside, or um, to L.A., sorry, to L.A., um, with his parents. And then he, like, asked his dad to purchase, like, a plot of land and that so he can build, like, a little chicken ranch and a little house and everything like that. And so, and he did. He bought the land, him and his dad and actually his nephew built it, you know, built it all. Um, but unfortunately, he, like, sexually and physically abused his nephew and stuff like that. And then, like, his nephew contacted his mom, who still lived in Canada, and was like, hey, I fear, I'm fearing for my life. And also, Gordon's killed four people, or four boys. Yeah. And What's so, up with them, like, these people killing children? I don't what know. What is it about that? I don't know, yeah. But Some his mom helped him. cult. Yeah, know? yeah, I don't know. But his mom ended up helping him, like, dispose of the bodies. He made his nephew, like, help him with one of the bodies, like, throw in a fire pit and, like, all this weird shit. But Jesus. I really want to do a, a deeper dive into that one and make like a whole episode of it because it's fucking disgusting. I got one. Wild Bill Longley. Everyone knows Wild Bill. Wild Bill, yeah. He was a cowboy yeah. in the U.S. in 1869. Accused of killing 32 people. Oh, shit. He was a racist gunfighter who claimed to have killed 32 people, most of whom were unarmed blacks and Mexicans, hanged for the murder of a childhood friend. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, the, the Old West was ruthless. And, yeah. of course, you know, there was white settlers over, you know, 100 years or more. Mm -hmm. um, more than 100 years. What am I talking about? And uh, taking the land of people that didn't look like them. Yeah, So yeah. they'd just go around with hate and killing all of them. Yeah. How so fucked up horrifying. is it that they brought people to this land and would go around killing them, too? Yeah, right. Like, Seriously. Super fucked up. Yeah. Margaret Waters, 
United Kingdom, 1870. Supposedly killed 19 children. Oh, God. Baby farmer who drugged and starved children in her care. They nicknamed her the baby farmer? Yeah. Jesus. And she was only convicted of one murder and hung, hanged. Oh, okay. But she was most likely killing more children? Mm-hmm. What a fucking bitch. Jesse Pomeroy, United States, 1871. Supposedly two people, which I heard it was supposed to be three of serial killer, but yeah, it could have been more. more. That's what I Called the boyfriend and the inhuman scamp. Beginning at age 12, he lured young children and tortured them for his sexual pleasure. pleasure at killing, 12 years old? Yeah. Oh, my God. Killing two. Youngest person sentenced to death by the state of Massachusetts. Later what? changed to life in prison under solitary confinement, which was only lifted in 1970. 1917. Died in prison in 1932 of natural causes. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The Bloody Benders. We just oh, watched something on that. Yeah, that one was United so States, interesting. United States, 1872. 10 to 12 people. Family of four who owned an inn and small general store in Labette County in southeastern Kansas from 1871 to 1873. They murdered around 11 clients using a mallet and a knife to rob them. They fled when their crimes were discovered. Their fate is unknown, although two members of the posse that found the bodies made deathbed confessions decades later where they claimed to have tracked down and murdered the family. Holy shit. That one was wild. I really want to do one on that one, too. Yeah, I heard they got, like, they got this, like, in, and then they put, like, a sheet <laughs> to make it, like, a two-bedroom. And then, I guess, the woman um, in the family, if, I don't know her name. Um... Either Kate or Elvira. But one of them would, like, lure these people in. Like, they, you know, it was just people that were traveling and they want to go refill, you know. Yeah. You know, there was supposed to be, like, a little grocery store so they can go in there and get food, whatever, restock, and then go on their merry way. <laughs> but she would, like, lure these men in there and, you know, do her thing. And then, um, what, the dad or the brother or whatever would fucking kill them and then drop them in, like, this little trap door thing they had, like, in the floor. And I, I guess they ended up finding some bodies in there, but... I want to do like a yeah a deeper dive into that one because that was that was wild. What did we watch? Something evil. Serial killers of the old west or something. Yeah, like that. becoming evil. Serial killers of the old west. That's what we watched. On Prime, in case you guys have it. It's pretty interesting. I thought this one was really sad. It's not really a serial killer, but it was um, the Lindbergh kidnapping. It was Charles Lindbergh, who was an aviator, and his wife, Anne. They had a one-year-old son. His name was Charles Lindbergh Jr. And around uh, 9 p.m. on March 1st, 1932, Anne was just finishing taking a bath. I guess, like, their in-house nurse, um, Betty Gow, noticed that the baby wasn't in... You know, the crib wasn't with the mom. She's like, what the hell? So she alerted to Father Charles. He went in there and he found a ransom note and it was poorly written. <laughs> and it said, dear sir, have $50,000 ready, $25,000 in 20 bills, $15,000 in $10 bills, and $10,000 in $5 bills. And it said, after two to four days, we will inform you where to deliver the money. We warn you for making pretty much, It's the wording is so messed up and the way it's written, but it's pretty much said like, don't notify the police or make any public cries or whatever and the child is in good care and uh, I guess and then he, there's like these holes that he put on I guess there's like holes that he put on the bottom of a thing like that he was you know, that's his signature this like murder or whatever or this kidnapper 
Um, but Charles did end up paying the $50,000, but then they found some, you know, truck driver found the baby dead on the side of the road. God damn it. I know. He paid all this money and all that happened. And yeah, it's just horrifying. But they ended up coming with Lindbergh's law, which was created after his death. And this, this law is, um, in order to quote, kidnapping a federal offense and allowed federal investigators, the authority to pursue kidnappers across state jurisdictions. So that was created out of that. I just thought that was so sad. Yeah. Like their poor child got kidnapped. He paid $50,000 and then so sad. That's horrible. I know. But that was back in the day too. We're going to take it to 1888 in the United Kingdom. When you Google one of the first serial killers, he comes up. Jack the Ripper. Oh. Known to have killed five to 11 people. Stabbed at least five prostitutes and mutilated four. The details the of that was of London. I mean, everyone's wild. kind of heard about this. Yeah. But the crazy thing is how I read a whole theory and conspiracy behind Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And this man named H.H. H. Holmes. I've heard of him. Started killing a little bit after Jack the Ripper stopped killing. But he started killing in the United States. So a lot of people are saying that he came over to the U.S. He was Jack the Ripper in London. That's right. Came I over to the U.S. Did hear that. And started killing. Yeah. It was from 1891 to 1894. I read that they thought that he may have been like a doctor or something, the way that he like... Well, he became a doctor and changed his name. His name was actually Herman Webster Mudgett. And then Ooh. changed it... Better known as Dr. Henry Howard Holmes, H.H. Holmes, an American con artist, active between 1891 and 1894. Crazy. So there's a little gap. And when you think about the definition of the serial killer, they Mm -hmm. said there is a little gap in between. Mm -hmm. And they just start doing it again. Wasn't the, was BTK did that? Yeah, I think yeah, like he that. did it. The Zodiac? Yeah. Um, there I don't was know like, Zodiac, BTK but, was more infamous for that, uh, yeah. having like yeah. years in between. Yeah. There's a few of them that I've heard that, yeah, they'll murder and then like years go by and then they do another murder. Just like, I wonder why. I wonder why that is. But a lot of people say it wasn't H.H. H. Holmes because he was known to um, been a con artist and a liar. He said he killed 27 people. But the people that he said were murdered were verifiably still alive. Oh, what? So that's the whole thing about was he, was he not? He's a liar. Did he confess to them? He confessed to some of them? He confessed to 27. But he was only proven, they said, one to nine. Oh, okay. They couldn't really prove too much. But, uh, God yeah, damn, so that's, that, that's like the little rundown of the history of, you know, serial killers I looked up. I mean, there's yeah. plenty more and plenty. I left out a lot of details and stuff. I was just kind of going, you know, through them all pretty fast and everything. But yeah, I want to I want to like I was kind of saying, I want to do like do, you know, future episodes where I, I look more into these and get more details. Definitely going to do a then, Jack the Ripper yeah. and H.H. Yeah. Holmes kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But I like I said before, it's so interesting how back then you're talking about 1300s and stuff like that when 
some of the first serial killers were around were reported to be werewolves or witches. Yeah. Like what everyone right? thought back then, like the fairy tales, the mythological creatures that they felt were real mm-hmm. and out there still. Mm-hmm. So they hung people believing they were a werewolf. That's such a trip. Yeah. Now that you say that, it's like I never really looked at it like that. Like Till now when it's more the trifecta psychological breakdown. We're using science to find yeah. everything else between and, you know, psychologists and different things to enter the mind of the serial killer yeah. instead of just like, oh, she's a witch. That's so true. That's such a trip to like think of it that way. That's so true, yeah, because we do look in the psychological way of, you know, or their history, the way they were born, you know, all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. And now, or, you know, then it was just like, oh, they're a witch. And, of course, there's more uh, resources to find out the history of someone where they were born, Absolutely. who their parents were, their upbringings and all that. And back then, you didn't have too much information. Yeah, true. You know? Very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that's wild to think of. Yeah. That's crazy. So, well, I guess this concludes. Episode 50. Yep. Good job. I didn't even know any of that. That's so wild to hear of all those uh, horrible, horrible children getting eaten. Yeah. That's scary. Right, werewolf. So but, make sure you got yeah. your silver bullets. Yes. Your salt rings for the witch. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Good job. And like always, you know, comment, like, share episodes. Yeah. All that. Rate, review. We appreciate it. Yeah. And until next time. Stay safe and be aware. (laughs) 